that church has changed and that we ought to do things a bit more differently in this season. So it is very important and it's imperative that we begin to build correctly. We begin to build right. We begin to build um, the right way. Therefore, um, these meetings have been put together to develop and strategically tilt all of us towards a certain end in God. So the Bible classes is happening two times, and this is the class you've chosen to be part of. As time goes on, we'll talk more. So this evening, let's, let's go into some discussion. We want to talk about um, Hebrew and man became. And this is very important to our personal development in God. It's very important to our very essence. Hebrew and man became. Okay, so what are the objectives for this evening's discussion? He breathed and man became. Let's look at it. One, we want to examine a very critical thing in the nature of the breath of God. That if the scriptures tell us that God breathed and man became, we want to really come to that point where we can appreciate exactly what it means to all of us, that God breath and man became. What does it mean? What does it hold for you? What is the essence of this? Number two, we want to really um, identify salient, dynamic outworkings of, it should be outworkings, outworkings of the word of God and its interrelationship with the breath of God. What is it about the breath of God? And what is it about the word of God? What similarities do they have? What impact, what excellence do they have for your um, development, your, your progressive ability in God? Um, let me not run ahead of myself. Thirdly, we want to, the objective for this night, um, we want to examine um, the, the powerful essence, the powerful essence of human being, sorry, the powerful essence of human being, the very powerful essence of being a human being. There's a difference between human being and human doing. There's a between human being and human doing. And God actually, unfortunately, when sin in, um, it threw everything apart, it disturbed everything and examined these things. In fact, we'll throw some questions at you. And if you have a comment on that, what essence, what is the essence of being a human being and a human doing? Religion has helped people to become human doing. And I cannot share my experience and my story with you. But um, as we progress, we will come to it one by one. Let's look at the fourth thing. Let's look at the fourth thing. Um, how do we walk? We want to examine how we can walk daily. Oh, let me. How we can walk daily in... Uh, 
our, our nature in God. We want to walk in the practical dimensions of the very essence of God himself. The very practical dimension of the very essence of God himself. Those are the things we want to examine and walk in. The very essence of God himself. So, uh, let me go back. I'm messing up my... The very essence of those dimensions inside God. We want to prove far away from hyper-spirituality. You know, sometimes you, you are talking to believers and there are issues, issues, typical issues that require brain solution. And the only thing that believers will do is just pray in tongues about it. And there is no any functional divine solution to the matter. As a result, you notice that um, a lot of believers, and in fact, about 95% of church does not want to hear anything about politics, that don't want to get involved. We rather want to pray and let the hidden rule us. And in the hidden ruling us, um, there's a scripture I posted on Facebook, uh, uh, was it yesterday? It says that good shall bow before, uh, sorry, bad, evil shall bow before good. It shall bow before the righteous. So how then do we have evil bowing before the righteous? When the righteous is not interested in the, the very life that affects them and the very things that impact them. So we want to provoke. The essence of this discussion is that I want to move you to begin to think about the breath of God differently, not to just look at it as just some air that was breathed into the first man. Because we are going to examine Adam's life. We are going to examine where the interruption came and what that interruption has done to man. Then we're going to examine also how do we start all over. Then we will, we will possibly end um, um, somewhere and we'll begin to talk about the issue of sonship. Because the Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 3, the verse uh, 38, that Adam was a son of God. Adam was a son of God. So the very first place of functionality inside this realm of the, of, of the earth, it doesn't lie in the fact that uh, I am a leader. It doesn't lie in the fact that I am born again. There are a lot of born again people who, not, who do not understand their sonship. I'll give you an example quickly. Um, the prodigal son and the elder brother. You would notice that the elder brother has been with the father has spent time with the father, but he never really, his father was coming home. The prodigal son was coming home. He started complaining. And the father says something. He says, son, you have always been with me. And all that I have is yours. If we begin to enter into that realm of, of um, functionality, spiritualization, true functional spiritual life is, uh, is indeed spiritual life, which is, is potent, which is strong, which is powerful, which is affecting every aspect of humanity. So um, these conversations in... Um, 
the weekly online Bible study is going to be challenging. It's going to be provoking. It's going to, and if it should give you sleepless night, it's good because it ought to bring you to a place where we begin to examine what is working, why it is working, what is not working, why it is not working, and begin to pave a new road in God towards um, our ultimate end. Let's look further at some critical things. I, I want to bring this conversation to, to, to face real issues and get, so that we come to the point where we can begin to engage divine civilization. We want to bring about heaven's solution to health, health problems. Family, as a nation, um, you may be a manager, you may be an employee. In whatever capacity you find yourself, we ought to become very, very functional. We want to become very, very functional. I'll give you another example quickly. Imagine um, Daniel going before um, Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar says, I have, I have a dream. I need, I need a dream um, told me, and I need interpretation to the dream. And then Daniel just goes blasting in tongues. You will notice that Daniel's activity of explaining and interpretation happened um, in front of Nebuchadnezzar. His activity of pulling solution never happened in the, in, 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 in the, in the, in the optics, in, in the frontals of the kings. So it is necessary that we begin to impact, we begin to impact, um, we allow the word of God, we allow the breath of God to begin to impact us once again as we move into the various dimensions in God. So let's, let's, um, let's begin to examine some critical questions or critical issues. Um, Questions or critical issues. Now, um, it, it, is, it is one of the disturbing things about uh, we believers. And the question is, why is it that, why is the believer or believers uh, regarded as one of the most deficient people in the earth? When issues come up, you notice that as for the believers, they just regard Christians as just going blowing tongues and solve the problem. There is no brain solution. There is no why is the belief why are believers regarded as one of the most deficient people in the earth? For example, if you if you look around, if you examine things, um, and I'll tell you a very interesting short story. Muslims, Hindus, etc., are regarded as one of the most progressive and functional people today. Go to Selinkor Valley, go to India, look at the developments taking place. Go to China, look at some of the um, um, innovations taking place. All over the place, these innovations, solutions that are impacting upon the trajectory of humanity today are flowing largely beyond the realms of, of believers and all. Why is it so? If you look at believers, oftentimes we may just blow in tongues and we have one piece of land somewhere and we call it a breakthrough. We have a few cars, we demonstrate it, we, we, but we are not functional. We are not impacting the, the, the structure, the canvas of, of culture, of society. Why is it so? So the discussion wants to bring us back to look at what really it means for us to be human being, human being, so that we become more and more functional. Now, I read somewhere, I read somewhere that if you put a believer and an unbeliever 
on a project, place them on a project, you'll be amazed to discover that the unbeliever outperforms the believer. And I find it to be scandalous. I find it to be disturbing because we have the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us in the book of uh, 1 John chapter 2, the verses uh, 20-27, it says that for you have an anointing on the inside, therefore nobody needs to teach you. So why is it so? Why are we not progressing? We will examine the issue of religion and its impact upon, upon uh, humanity. But you would be amazed to know that oftentimes you see somebody doing awesome, brilliant, and challenging. He's without Christ. He's out there in the world. He's moving. He's performing. Immediately, he becomes born again. Oftentimes, something happens. Something changes. Is there something wrong with the born again experience? No. The um, the white skin, the value system with which we embrace the things and the culture of 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 the kingdom is different from truly what the kingdom is. Oftentimes, people become born again and they are just introduced to a denomination, a church, and they are left there. They are not introduced to the kingdom. So these issues ought to be properly examined. Now, there is this Muslim guy. Um, he's in Russia. And he's reading his PhD. I think he's reading his PhD uh, in international relations in, in his international relations and uh, as well as um, 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 Islamic law or something. So um, when COVID came up, I, he kept posting on um, I, I asked him, I said, look, I think, uh, first of all, he posted a conspiracy theory about the fact that it was America that spread the COVID in China and all. So I went back to him and said, look, if America did spread this thing, why did America wait for America to be hit by uh, COVID? Because we knew we spread it. If we knew we took it to China, then we should be protecting ourselves. In fact, we should have just even banned everybody from traveling out of China into America. But America never did any of these. What really happened? And he realized that, no, 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 I have, an, I have a serious argument. Now, we got, we, we got, into, we got into, into a conversation. We got into a conversation and, and, and he, he suddenly realized that, no, this is somebody I can engage with. So he writes to me and he says that, Hey, Yahweh bless you. God, uh, God bless you and all. And this is a Muslim guy. And we, 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 we got exchanging books. And one of the books I sent to this Muslim guy, he could have slaughtered me, right? But I'm looking at this progressive being, this progressive nature of a guy who is all-rounded, who is able to understand things and never fail that I am attacking him as a Muslim. We know that some people would have attacked um, would have gone attacking me and all. And I sent him a book in which a lady um, began to critique Islam. A lady was, a, was, was in Afghanistan, I think, I think Afghanistan somewhere, and um, they, she was given to an early marriage. She ran away. She found herself somewhere in Europe and I think finally landed in Canada. And then um, she began to question all the things she's been taught. And I forwarded this book to him and he asked, what does the book contain? I said, listen, this book contains uh, several things where the book box 
the religious system and even asking that Islam ought to stand and examine all uh, a lot of the things that they believe. Believers, we need to become wide. We need to become all-encompassing. We need to become more progressive. We have the Holy Spirit and we need to be well. Now, another critical thing. How come well over, or about 500 years, well over 500 years, or over 500 years, um, the only solution that church has had, believers have had to life's, solu uh, life's problems have been prayer, abandonment, and an escapist mindset. You know the escapist mindset? Come on, this world is not my home. I am just passing through. Let's live here and go. Why is it that it's only just prayer? That is the only solution. We throw prayer at every given situation as if it was um, a demon uh, that is causing it. Some of them lies within the equation of knowledge, understanding, discovery, and, and, and walking right. So these are some of the things I want to bring you into engaging. So let's um, um, begin to um, look at the issue now. Now, the last critical thing is this, that there is little regard for the word of God, and I call it the breath of God. There is little regard for the word of God in our modern day. And in that regard, I'm not saying people do not hold their Bible, do not carry Bible, people do not go to church, people talking about the fact that what we hear is prepared. What is taught? What is taught out there? Is it truly bringing us into the exact, exact frame, the original dimensions inside God that he began with us? Is it truly delivering us at that place? So if I'm a pastor, I'm a church leader, if I'm an administrator, if I'm a teacher in, 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 in my church, I ought to begin to ask myself immediately is that what am I teaching? Thing is that the regard, the, la the, 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 the lack of regard lies in the fact that what you hear, how these words or this breath of God is internalized. How do you internalize it? What efforts are put in place for the word to become flesh, for the word to become indeed flesh? So therefore, somebody says, what therefore do we do? to change this narrative. What therefore do we do to begin to change this narrative? Remember, we are talking about he breathed and man became. Or you can say he breathed and I, Theophilus, became. He breathed and I, Bridget, became. He breathed and I, uh, 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 Samuel became and those names that I cannot see. Okay, I see 
uh, came. I see Galaxy 821. God breath and we became. Now, now, can you imagine that at the first creation, no Sunday school, uh, name it, processing, and instantaneously when Adam opened his eyes, they began to think in absolute terms, think and function like just like God. Think and function just like God. Have we begin to uh, think along those lines and begin to examine what really or how really God wants us to begin to function inside his realm? How he wants us to function inside his realm? So let's begin to examine um, this carefully. Let's begin to examine this carefully. We want to look at the word of God. What therefore do we do? to change this narrative about me as a believer, as a preacher. Today, if you're a preacher, a church leader who is not, uh, let me use the word knowledgeable enough, who is not full of depth, who is not learning, who is not discovering, with just even the outbreak of um, COVID-19, you would notice that there has been an explosive global international conversation that has bypassed traditional leadership. It has bypassed presidents, bypassed church leaders, bypassed my little girl who is three, three and something. Could tell me coronavirus. My little girl could tell me this. So dynamics of conversation taking place across the nations is making people irrelevant. How begin to step into our original nature and they keep into on, on, on unraveled areas inside, inside God, deep inside God, multi-layered dimensions deep inside God and begin to work in it. These are the things that are on our mind. So let's say that there is a need, there is a need to be proof to, for everybody, everybody. Remember we talked about the fact that um, there is little regard for the word of God, how we hear, in fact, what we hear, how we hear, and how we internalize it. There is not effort. Now, permit me to go into this and talk a little bit about the consumer market. There is a huge consumer market line out there. I call it consumerism kind of faith. This um, Chechenia, uh, Chechenianity, Christianity of a certain kind that makes the believer says that, okay, it's a consumer market. Um, I like this. I don't like this. Um, um, largely, the teachings have catered to produce a consumer group of people. So there is a profound need that you and I become aware um, become aware that the way we perceive the word of God, the way we relate to the word of God, the way we approach it will determine the results we gain from it. The way we look at it, the way we view it, the worldview about the word of God would determine if indeed that word will gain control and that word will really bring us back into where God wants us to be. Very, very important word of God. We approach it. We indulge. We have now in some towards the pure, and uh, towards the crooked you are trickery. You are pure towards the pure, and towards towards the crooked you are trickery. This is God 
talking that as much as you approach me in a particular order, I approach you in that order as well. And therefore, it is of profound interest to you and I, pastor, church leader, businessman, who is sitting in this class, uh, this meeting, to become profoundly aware that the word of God is more than the black and white we carry. It's more than the app on our phone. It's more than quotation. Perception is everything. Perception is everything. Um, I think um, some few weeks ago, I did a teaching. Maybe two weeks ago, I did a teaching on perception. And uh, you could go to Facebook and find that. You could go to Facebook and find that. I did some strong teachings on perception and how you can cultivate perception. I dealt with issues about going beyond your tribe. I dealt with issues about, about um, engaging new relationships, engaging God differently and seeing God differently. So I'm not going to spend so much time on that. Therefore, let's begin to look at what the word of God is not. Therefore, the word of God is not a religious piece of document we quote. That, uh, that uh, I just quote the word of God over me and speak it over me. The word of God is not just a piece of religious document we quote. And that is very important. I'm shifting your mind. I'm trying to get into your, 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 your mind and shift it somewhere. Let's move further. The word of God is not given for us. It's not given to us for some kind of um, spiritual intimidation. You know, some excitement, some spiritual excitement that, that would just um, come to you or come to, come to me. So uh, I can say that I'm really blessed today and I'm excited about the word of God. And at the end of the day, it doesn't continue from there. Now, you notice that in the book of Exodus chapter 19, when the children of Israel got to this point, when God revealed himself, God was going to reveal himself. They told Moses that Moses, tell God that us has to do, we will do. They were so excited us. It is not, it is not given to, to excite us and to, to, it is not designed to give us some personal emotional satisfaction. The word of God is really, is really beyond those dimensions. It's really beyond those dimensions. It goes far, far, far beyond those dimensions. And therefore, it's important that we begin to view God's word differently. We begin to hear God differently. I want to believe, God, that after these uh, seasons of um, conversation that we will engage in, and others will contribute to it, and even some others, like my friend Godwin, who was, who was with us, but I think his connection dropped, all of these people will be contributing to this process and will be building ourselves, developing ourselves, growing together till the point where we can give full um, um, testament, full evidence to exactly what the word of God is and express it right in the earth, not to go to heaven. Remember that about the past 500 years, the church's solution to problems has largely been let us pray, 
Um, let us just abandon this. We have no idea. We don't know what it means. We have no solution. Should I give you an example? Did you notice that in recent times, was it this year or last year, when the issue of CS, um, CSE, Comprehensive Sexuality, Sexual Education, when the whole curriculum came out, and there, were, there was argument about the fact that it is not appropriate. But did you notice that the church only said it is not appropriate and never gave an alternative? So we are, we are looking at a world of people who are becoming more progressive than we believers. So we just give in to talk, 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 and that is it. We just give in to talk, 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 and that is it. So let's go further. While the word of God, while the word of the Lord has a micro component, if I say a micro component, I hope you understand, it applies to me. It applies to Theophilus. It applies to Ruth. It applies to Samuel. It applies to David. While the word of God, while the word of God has that micro component, has that micro component, um, it has a broader brush as well. It has a, 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 a macro component where it is that the, the word uh, reaches beyond the audience like we are talking right now. The word of God we are discussing, it reaches, it reaches beyond you and I who is sitting me sitting in Ghana, um, somebody joining from uh, uh, Lake, another person joining from uh, Sun City, somebody joining from the United States and uh, uh, Medina and everywhere. The word of God goes beyond just you and I. Even though it has that micro component where it applies to you, where it deals with you, where it relates to you, where it speaks to you, where it will excite you, but it is broader, bigger, and it covers a bigger picture. And oftentimes, the word of God has been read in the brand context. Me, I, I, and does not apply to the broader view, to the broader purposes of God, and the broader context of expression of what God is doing with humanity and what the purposes of God are being expressed in the earth. We want to begin to think a bit more broadly. We want to use, we want to apply a broader brush as much as the word of God comes to us personally and speaks to our personal circumstances as well. A, a bit more further. The word of God is eternal. The word of God is eternal. And therefore, remember, we are talking about Hebrew and man became. And we're going to just look before we end the session in about some 10 minutes, uh, 20 minutes, we're going to look at the fact that the word of God is the breath of God. And I'm building a point and developing this conversation to such an extent where we will begin to unmask that which has clogged the believer, that which has, has, has become a wedge inside the life of the believer, your life, my life, and preventing us from entering into full capacity of that which lies in God in the very first instance when he thought of creating you and I, of which he breathed into um, Adam. And, and Adam became a living being. We want to live right there. We want to live in the power of that essence. We want to live in the power of human being and not being human doing. Oftentimes, we are just trying. I just want to be that. I just want to see if this works. I just want to see if this uh, can, can apply. But when we discover ourselves truly as God has made us, 
we become human beings, exactly as God wants, not just human doing. So the word of God is eternal, and it carries a frequency that goes, be, that goes through the entire earth. So the word of God is not limited to an audience sitting in this room. And I want that to remain with you. If you are engaging the word of God, if you are, if you are um, engaging the word of God personally, or you are having personal conversations with uh, people in, in, right in the turbulence and the swift movement of the word of God, do not just see it that it limits itself to you who are in that room. The word of God goes way, way beyond yourself and goes beyond me. Now, um, I think it's an, um, uh, uh, says that the word, the, the word of the Lord goes to the ends of the earth. It reaches beyond every humanity and goes to the ends of the earth. I don't know where the, exactly where the ends of the earth is, but I'm sure some people would have discovered that by now. The word of God is eternal and it carries a frequency that goes beyond, goes way to the ends of the earth. Goes way to the ends of the earth. Therefore, it is important that we embrace the word of God in its power and its authority. Therefore, God does not speak in what we call the word of God does not speak Greek. It does not speak German. But God speaks a certain dialect which I call God speaks God. When God speaks, he speaks God. When God speaks, he speaks God. When God speaks, I want that to sink deep into your spirit. When God speaks to you, he speaks God. The teaching may be coming in English just like now, but whatever that is flowing behind all of this to you, it is God that is speaking God to you. And it is from that place we have to receive the word of God because it is given for a certain purpose. It is not given for, to excite us, to, to just satisfy us, to just give us one breakthrough and we go away. But it is given to recreate us into that form that originally we, we were, which we lost, which we lost in Adam. It is given for recreation. When the word of God is coming, it is remolding us. If you are a pastor, a church leader, and every time you go stand before your people and you are speaking or you are just having fellowship with your family, what you are doing essentially is just like Elisha breathing again, breathing again into that boy that has lost his life and it is the word of God that is doing that. So the word of God in essence is the breath of God himself. The word of God is the breath of God himself. So let's examine that. And let's examine that. I think I have just maybe about three slides or four slides behind this or two slides. Remember, we are examining this and we are into the discussion to begin to talk about Adam and begin to ask questions. How do we thinking is I will.
Now, some of us have seen these guys who can hold, who can just put their hands into electricity. Few people who are having such experiences, guys who can walk on water, not because they, are, they have magic um, or they are practicing some voodoo. I'm talking about people who were born, some of them, uh, there's this guy I saw who could just calculate numbers, numbers in varied form. And he was born with a Down syndrome. You would have thrown him away. But this guy is mathematically astute and sharp. And we look at them and we are like, whoa, what, what a great human being and less of a human being I am. But indeed, those functionalities are just, um, 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 what do I call it? Are just, are just expressions, little droplets and expressions of where we ought to be and where we ought to be going. So, indeed, this um, weekly online Bible study is to challenge you and I to put us out there, to begin to reach out into God and say, God, that experience that is in you as you being God who does not change yesterday, today, and forever, that your word is eternal, then the word of God indeed must be to be what it is. Either the word of God has been taught, we've, we've listened to it wrongly, it's been taught to us wrongly, or the right word has not been taught to us. Either we have viewed it from a consumerism perspective as to the satisfaction of my personal need than just the progressive ability that goes beyond satisfaction of personal need. Where all needs are met, where life is expressed in its full capacity and power, we need to come back to that. So let's look at it. The breath of God, the word of God. In Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, let's read this. And, and wherever you are, you can just uh, pick, it, pick it up from your, your Bible and let's look at it. The breath of God is the word of God. Look at the scripture. It says, all scripture, all scripture therefore is the word of God. All scripture is God breathed and it is useful for what? For teaching. It is useful for rebuking. It is useful for Correcting and training in righteousness. Sorry. The verse 17, it says, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scripture is all scripture. All scripture is the word of God. All scripture is God's word, breath. All scripture is the breath of God. And it is useful for teaching, instruction, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness. That the servant of God, I highlighted the servant of God so that you don't think that the servant of God should be a preacher. The servant of God is you, myself, the born again believer, every preacher. We all constitute the servants of the Lord. We all constitute the servant of the Lord. The servant of the Lord is you. It's not just a preacher. My God, I have a friend who is joining us from Nigeria. Wonderful. The, the servant of God is you. You is sitting there. And therefore, if, if, if I am a leader and I'm teaching people, it begins to, this kind of understanding begins to inform what I teach, how I teach, and how I talk to these people. The servant of God is that gentleman, like one of our brothers who is pursuing his PhD. He is a servant of God indeed. 
The servant of God is that woman who has just started his business. The servant of God is that brother who is a manager in an office. The servant of God is that brother who is managing his own business. The servant of God is that preacher. In the book of Ephesians, chapter, chapter um, 4, the Bible tells us that God has given all the fivefold ministries. He didn't call them servants of, of God. He said he gave gifts unto men. My God. He gave gifts unto men. He didn't say he gave gifts unto servants of God. He gave gifts unto men. And to some, he gave them to be apostles. Some, he gave to be evangelists, prophet, teacher, and pastor. For what purpose? For the equipping of the saints. And here we can replace the servant of God as the saints. The equipping of the saints. And we see the same word being used here. That the servant of God will be thoroughly equipped. That word equipped. Uh, much later, we may, we may examine the issues of God and, and all of that and, and all. And when we begin to look at Ephesians chapter 4. But let me just um, uh, touch on this. The word equip is it comes from this Greek word um, that is kata. Um, uh, the word itself from which you have the word equip is katatismos. Katatizo, it's katatizo, and it comes from the Greek word katatismos. Maybe I'm missing, I'm interchanging it, but one of them. But what it means is that to be um, giving all the necessary tools and solutions needed for functionality. It also relates to the fact that um, it examines each individual for who they are in God and what God has created them to be. And they are giving exactly that unique equipping and development to, for function. Therefore, it is a um, lion, snake, and you tell all of them, climb a tree. Some of them will be able to do, but all will not be. So it begins to even redefine what is the fun, fun, functioning, or what is the fu functionality of what we call a man of God. And what is, should be the functionality of a child of God, what we call believers and followers and all. Let's go further. It is for the equipping. Therefore, all scripture is indeed a breath of God. And I hope at this time um, you, have, you have that established and clear, knowing, looking at where we've come from up to this point. This, all scripture, the word of God is the breath of God. And if God breathed into man from the very onset, then there is a need for us to go back and examine. So in a few minutes, we, we, would, we will wrap up on this. I think maybe this is my last, my last slide and we wrap up on this. Therefore, that word or that um, phrase, God breathed, God breathed, it comes from this Greek word that is to um, pneumatosis. Theonostosis. Theonostosis is two words put together, joined together. It is Theos, God, and it is Neotos, breath. It is God, literal breath. It is not God breathing. It is God's literal life, being breath, being breath. It is God's literal Yes, katatizo. So the word is katatizo and it comes from, and the word, it comes from katatizo and it's katatismos. It's translated as katatismos. Very interesting word. And we will examine that um, much later 
uh, when I was, when some years back, when I was in the school of ministry and I was teaching, one of my theses I did was to write on this. And it's amazing. My lecturer called back for my notes and said, I want to keep, I want to make copies. I want to write some things out of your note. I want to write some things out of your note. So it's important that we, we truly get equipped and function as God wants us to be. Function as God wants God want us to be. The word God breath is indeed God's word. Therefore, God breath and man became. Therefore, God breath and man became. There is a song by one of, one of um, the gentlemen in my, local, my, my kingdom community. Uh, the song goes like, he, he breathed and I became. He spoke and I exist. I give all my all to you. It says that um, uh, I, I see you, I see myself, Lord. I mean, um, this was even at the time when I started teaching on, uh, and I mentioned God breath and man became. And I, uh, he goes back and he writes this song and it's so divinely inspired. And it says that I see myself, I see you, Lord. It said, there is no comprehension of whom you are. It says, I give all my all to you. We ought to indeed begin to embrace God's breath afresh, begin to look at it afresh, begin to look at God's word afresh because it is given for our making our recreation. The word is theos thus and it is theos god and it is neos you know there is a word uh, there is something we call pneumatic ties pneumatic ties are ties filled with air pneumatic ties they are ties that are filled with air speaks of the breath of god so it conveys the idea that all scripture Indeed, the word of God is breath out. That is inspired, divinely breath, and it is indeed God's breath himself. And to end it all today, uh, to end it all today, therefore, that, that phrase, God breath, theoneostosis, literally means an extension of God himself. It is a piece of God dropped inside this pot shed, this man that is struggling, this man that is, that, that is covering his nose, uh, his nose with face mask and putting, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, face, uh, face shield on. This man that is grappling with life's challenges is actually carrying all of divinity walking down the road that he does not know or he may not, he, he may not be fully aware. This is supposed to be uh, a time for um, about an hour teaching or 45 minutes teaching. And then we get into some discussion. So let me, let me just pause here and we, we, we see so to be continued. Let me just pause here and we see. This is what I have to share with you. And I want to just uh, open up and we begin to, we begin to uh, have some discussion. We begin to talk about... Um, Insights, we begin to talk about secondary illumination, we begin to talk about um, clarification of certain points and, and all, and additions and contributions, subtractions and all. God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. So, questions, thoughts, ideas, 
what do you have? If you just have, just unmute your microphone and then we get going. Yes, unmute your microphone and we get going. So I can take my screen off. Who has a question? Um, hi, Mike. Hi, oh, Sam. Okay, so Sam is here. All right, so let's go. You, hi. Good. Go ahead. Uh, actually, I, I, I didn't join in on time because I was having some challenges. Still having some challenges though. Uh, so I just really want to find out whether the materials we made available to us to go through. It's, um, the, 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 what I intend doing is that um, the video, there's a recording that is enabled right now. So um, the video will be downloaded. And then um, in fact, if I can get somebody who can download it, I should have even asked that from the beginning. What will happen is that I'll, I'll just push the link to you. You download it and you convert it into audio and you share, you share via the computer on, on um, WhatsApp. Then it can go to everybody who will have uh, access to it. I don't have, I don't have issues uh, sharing my notes at all, but I will share uh, when I'm led, I will make available all of this. But uh, it is also designed purposely to, to get people working and engaging. Uh, oftentimes, we don't engage. Oftentimes, we don't like engaging. So uh, the, the whole program is designed that we can engage. So what will happen is that every week after this class, look out tomorrow for a short registration link, about five steps, your name, your name, your phone number, and if there are new persons coming who invited you and all, because this class is open and this class, uh, there is no time bound to it. We will continue until, I think I lost someone already. Uh, okay, Sam is around. We'll continue till. So um, I'm going to make available plenty, quite a plethora of materials for you. I'm going to recommend some books for you to read as well. Um, uh, maybe when we get into next week's teaching, I may mention a couple of books and I have them I'll share with you, those of us who want to read, and I'll encourage you to read, actually. So uh, that would be the position. Just look out uh, on WhatsApp or Facebook or wherever it will reach you, and just click the link, just go through the registration, your name, your phone number, uh, your country, what again, who invited you. Basically, those are the things to find there. So that um, of the weekly online uh, classroom would be uh, treated as a standalone. We will not treat it wholesale like those of you who are in the KTS or the School of Development Prophetic, you will notice that the, the ID that you have is the same ID. We're not going to generate a new one, but this one, we want to get people engaging, want to get people involved. And it's important that uh, with that certain thing, you should receive a, a download on your, on your view that wisdom. Sam, who can do that? Sam's video is still. 
Okay, so somebody is unmuted himself or herself. Maybe you have a, a question. Let's go. Who is there? Who is speaking? Any question? Who is asking question? Or who wants to who wants to throw some more light on something you want me to clarify on? So do we all understand everything that I've shared today? So that it will not be like I I spoke to myself. Yeah, uh, that's like what I really did understand. Sorry. But like I, I'm having challenges next week. Okay, okay. Okay. Great, great, great. So, if there is not much to say, I'm just checking to see if there is any question. Any question, any question. Yeah, hello. So let me, then let me throw in one more, let me throw in just one question and let's see what, what becomes of the whole conversation. Yes, sorry, who is there? Let me throw in one question. Let me throw in one question. Hello? Let me throw in one question. Now, hello? what do we make of, uh, in my presentation, I was talking about, okay, hello. Yes, just go ahead, just go ahead. I can hear you. Uh, this is David. Just go ahead. Yes, I did. Um... I didn't start the service with you, but... Uh, oh, yes, Dave, 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 Dave. Good, good, good. Yes. Go. Wow, the line keeps breaking. I didn't start the service with you, but uh, I came to meet some, the latter part of it, um, about the word of God. So my question is, uh, can the word of God contradict itself? Why I ask that question, why I ask that question is, hello? 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 Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Oh, the line is working. Hello. Hello. David, if you can yes, hear sir. me, just unmute. Okay, good, good. Go ahead. Okay, okay. It's uh, good evening. The question is, good. my my question is, um, I I came to meet the later part, the latter part of the um, of the teachings. Okay. Uh, what I heard, what I heard was, uh, uh, you talking about the word of God. So I want to ask a question. Can the word of God contradict itself? The reason why I ask that question is okay. we all, we all, um, we've been told that, or the word of God says that the mouthpiece of the word of God, or God do uses prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the apostles, as in the five-foot ministry, to, to, to communicate to us. So, if that is the case and God uses them to communicate to us, because he says he's giving them to us to equip the saints, why is it that sometimes um, the, the messages that the five food ministries do carry, as in the apostle, the prophet, or the teacher, or whatever, it sounds or looks like it's contradictory when it comes to what the word of God really is saying. Mm. So okay so the question is is thrown is thrown yeah so this is this is not for uh, just somebody to lecture 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 this time um, we have sufficiently good people on the platform let's all speak to it why is it that for some of these uh, let's call them preachers apostles evangelists blah 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 why is it that what they they teach or they share contradict the word of God. If the word of God cannot be contradicted, or if God cannot contradict his word, if God cannot contradict his word, why is it so? So who wants to, who wants to speak to that? Um, I just want to chip in a little bit. Ah, that is Nana too. Okay, uh, good. Ahuma. <laughs> good, go ahead. Yeah, oh, I, I just think that um, for those ones, it's just people who have had 
probably they may, they they probably were called on God, and then with time, you know, mm-hmm. they were sort of cor- corrupted one way or the other, mm-hmm. you know. And and the mm-hmm. fact is that you know, just like Saul, I normally use use this a lot that um, Saul was king for forty years, um, but the spirit of God was with him for just two mm-hmm. or so, you know. And and he wasn't even aware that the spirit of God was no more perfect with him. But just the fact that he, he was king, mm. he thought that, you know, he was mm. still a good of God and, and kept going. And I believe that's why the Bible says that we are supposed to test mm. um, the spirits um, or test the, what the preachers preach. You know, because it's very, it, it's actually a very difficult place mm. to be in. You know, to be a pastor or mm. a prophet who can prophesy and all of that. You can easily be swayed away by that power. Mm. It's a lot of power and you can easily be swayed away. And when that happens, you know, you will probably not even be aware. And it's quite strange, but and that's why we have to be very humble and, you know, just keep going back to what mm. the way is. And, and just be no, not even being aware. Awesome. Yeah. And, and let me just add, there's, awesome. there's, there's this song awesome. by, by a songwriter that um, goes like, please don't take your spirit from me. You know the 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 fact that um, he's saying that, that God shouldn't take His spirit from him, so that he may always please God. So mm. I think that's where I'll just uh, chip in. Awesome, awesome, awesome. He thought, um, Quinette, who is Quinette? Uh, Quinette. Any thoughts? Any thoughts about this whole matter of why uh, I overheard? Um, I overheard. Um, okay, so uh, let me just let me just read this. Let me just read this. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, um, line upon line, here a little, there a little. It is called balance. Isaiah 20, 28, uh, the verses 9 and 10. Uh, Some just posted that um, in, in support to uh, what Ahuma have said. Um, any more thoughts? Any more thoughts? You want to speak to that? Why is it that? Um, some people just contradict the word of God. Some people, I can give you countless amount of um, example, examples, countless amount of examples. Um, I was listening to one of the top preach, uh, preachers, uh, should I say top preachers, he's known, he's gained fame, he's always in the news. And uh, he, he was asked a question, maybe some of you have seen the video, he was asked a question, that uh, why are some pastors poor? And he says that if you, if you are poor, it is because you've chosen to be poor. He said it's because you've chosen to be poor. Then I was reading the Bible and Apostle Paul was saying that we became poor for your sake. I'm like, what? Where did this man get his doctrine from? Where did this man get his philosophy from? So you have a lot of things, uh, like some, let me use a big word, somebody says, um, you have a lot of philosophies that are that has discombobulated, destroyed, thrown apart, and scattered, made it disjointed. What people believe, it is important that we stay indeed with with the Word of God. 
God calls men. Some of them are not called. Some of them, they are just in it for their stomach. So they, they read the Bible and the first thing they see is they see a demon. I tell you my experience. I preached in the church in um, November, December last year or last two years. I think 2018 or last year. One of those, 2018. And in this church, the pastor gave me a team and the team was uh, no, no more limits, something like that. No more limits. And if anybody who knows me, I mean, teaching such subject, um, I'll take it my way. Not the no more limit as a consumerism kind of thing to, to really build believers. So uh, I went with Bernard. And some of you know Bernard. And um, um, in the first day, in fact, then the flyer, they changed the flyer. They made two flyers because I asked him to correct something on the flyer. He said, come and meet the prophet of God. Then I said, no, correct it. Change that to come and meet Christ, the living Lord Jesus Christ. The pastor didn't understand. So he made two flyers, one for Mark and one for him and his church. Come and meet the prophet of God. So we went to... <laughs> so we went... <laughs> it's amazing. We went to this meeting. And the first day... Oh my God, the f- David, you, 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 you don't believe it. The first day I started teaching. So as I taught, it's a church somewhere in Agege. As I taught, and I remember illustrating the issue of the kingdom and how we've been destroyed. What has pulled us away from true kingdom functionality. And I just use democrat everybody is free you can talk anything you want to talk but when you come to god you can't talk anything therefore you the human being you belong to him the money you belong to him everything belongs to him then i went to genesis chapter one and started explaining to them that let's look at the order of living by the time i finished all of this there was no much deliverance on that day i prayed for them it was a strong teaching time the following day was a lot of healing and all but just the first day in the night the pastor told me he said my god said, man of God, I now understand why you, you asked that we change the flyer. Because when I was teaching, I requested that they put the flyer up. And the only flyer they have was come and meet the prophet of God. <laughs> they didn't have mine. <laughs> so the, the, the pastor, that night we spoke at length. The following day, we spoke about an hour on the phone before I went back to preach to, for him. I preached for three nights. He said, man of God, you have changed my mind. You've changed at the way I look at these people and what I need to tell them. You've really challenged me. You see, so one of the things that have affected pastors, and we will discuss that, it affects every believer, background, identity issues, education, belief system, religion, poverty. These things affect us so much that we, we begin to look at the word of God in the light of our experience, not in the light of who God is. God breathed, man became. God breathed his word. And the breath of God is indeed the word of God. So these things do inform people and how they teach. And it's, it's, it's not appropriate. It's important no matter how hungry you are, you stay with the word of God and teach it just the way it is. Just the way it is. If you walk, if you walk to the church, without transport and still go and teach, you still have to go and do it. In the midst of all frustrations, 
I have to go through a lot to be able to have this meeting running. But nevertheless, I have to inconvenience my family. There is something that must be done. So if I come here and I say, okay, no, now uh, this is the moment number uh, I want to raise offering and all and all. My objective is not pure. My objective here is not to gain niche and money and all. But if God says, come and give me, Dave, if God says, come and give me $1 million, don't hesitate at all. <laughs> because it, it is God that has spoken to you. Yeah. If you feel moved, that, okay, let me support this. Let me do Say it again. <laughs> Sam, say it again. <laughs> okay, yes, I'm prophesying. <laughs> exactly. 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 So, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. I was, I, I can share countless experience. Um, I was preaching in a church. Um, the first meeting we had in that church it happened in a certain month. My God, come and see prophetic. Come and see details. All of these things coming out. The pastor got angry. The pastor got angry. And I didn't know. And you know, when you're a spirit person, you could feel the atmosphere. He went, he got up. You is the host. He got up and was walking around and was talking in the background. And do you know what he was saying? Mine, he said, Baby, a prophetic Neduno at the point at which I've reached in the prophetic that evening, I should have just stopped the prophetic and use it to begin to raise money. money. Literally, literally corrupting my gift on the pulpit. <laughs> literally, I'm telling you. So, he was saying this to people. However, after we closed the meeting the following day, they found. But the last day we finished the meeting, the following day I had to meet and we have some conversation. And they said, Man of God, look, Charlie, me, we've been taught some tricks, eh? And you are not you are not applying the tricks. I said, What is that? He said, the way you were giving the details. <laughs> no, 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 no. If, unless I if unless I don't look into your face, if I look into your Face. Oh my God, I was pulling depth. Said the man of God, you should have just stopped, and then you've raised some big money. And I said, well, mm. his objective is not pure. It's not clean. You see, so those are some of the things that drive people. Those are some of the things that drive people to preach what they preach. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. I feel that people really want to measure up the word of God with human understanding. See, they use human standards to measure up what God really is. And I think that is the reason why some would interpret the, the scriptures the way they do, and it will appear as though there's contradiction in the word of God. And I like something about the teachings you gave to us, you know. You said God does not speak German. He doesn't speak English. <laughs> he doesn't speak heaven. But he speaks God. And I think mm. the earlier the church begins to understand this, the best for everybody. Because it is God. And him alone. And we are for him. And whatever, how he wants it to be, that is how we measure things. Not the way we want to measure him by the things we see. Mm. Mm. 
So you see somebody says, um, Apostle Paul said that some preach this thing because of Christ, others preach it because of their stomach. But as for us, we are indebted to teach this thing just the way it is, in its purity as it's been received. And so some people read this Bible in, in Greek. They read it in Greek. Some read it in German. Some read it in English. They read it in their culture. But we have to break away from all of those limitations and begin to read the Bible in the light of what really went on in, in the, in the, in the, uh, at the back of the mind of God. What was it thinking in the first place when, for example, you open Genesis chapter 1? You have to pause. It can take you a whole year to pause in Genesis chapter 1 when you read. And then the Bible says, and God said, let there be light. You, you, you begin to ask yourself, what really was it thinking? You literally want to equate. There's a phrase in the book of Hebrews. It says that they did not mix the word with faith. The, the translation is they did not common mingle, commingle the word with faith. They did not equate their hearing to the source of speech. And the source of speech is not Mark speaking here. But beyond Mark, what really is informing the conversation that is ongoing? Okay, Kelly, you raise your hand, so go ahead. Kelly, go ahead. Kelly. Okay, so you are muted. Kelly, can you hear me? We can't hear you. So as Kelly is trying to sort it out, when you come up, just, just, uh, so what really is informing this conversation? What was God thinking? Even for me to begin to discover this revelation and spend time writing, what exactly is at the back of the mind of God? These are the things that I begin to process. And that is with the same spirit, the same intensity, the same consistency, the same continuity, it must be brought forth. And therefore, money, fame, opportunities will not be your, your interest. Okay, so who is there? So I, I want to, yes, David. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I want to I uh, uh, do a follow-up, ask a follow-up question. In the okay. midst of um, heated environment, uh, heated okay. atmosphere. Okay. Um, in the midst of heated atmosphere of God. Can, okay. can, the, can the man of God use his own discretion? Like what your, your, your colleague pastor said, um, <laughs> you, using the, you using that, yes, that, that time, you know, that atmosphere to raise funds. Can the man of God use his discretion to, to do that? And is he allowed? Or um, does he only need to hear the... the, the um, the prompt from God before he acts or it's allowed to for him to use his discretion in uh, cases like uh, that. Okay. David, you faded out, but I uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so okay. issues and then also from experience. Okay. Are you good? Yes, please. Very well. Okay, so all right. So let's begin to speak from the spiritual side and begin to look at the ethical issues and then experience. Um, 
Bible talks about Jesus Christ, who is the chief apostle and the author of our faith. The, um, uh, the, he is our shepherd and the apostle of our faith. And I think it's Hebrews chapter, uh, is it chapter 10 or chapter, chapter 3 or something? Chapter 10, the verse 3 or something. Now, um, what it speaks to is that at some point as a man of God, no, let me not even say man of God, okay? okay. I, I don't want, I, I want to reduce, I want to reduce that man of God, man of God, man of God thing. But where is a question is, is there's no problem. But okay. as a believer, any of us in any capacity who may be leading people and ministering, it is possible and it has always been in several experiences where the words of your mouth literally becomes God's word. God honors your word and takes it and makes it his own. Isaiah 44, it says that um, uh, he fulfilled the, the counsel of his messengers and he brings to pass um, the words of his servant. So the servant of God speaks. When um, it is not like God has spoken into his ears or something, he speaks and then exactly it's what it is. Mm. You get it? Good. Okay. Okay. Because God takes it and makes it his own. That word is his, and he uses it and achieves what he wants to achieve. But um, ethically, for example, prophesying money or prophecy, okay? Prophesying money out of people's pocket into your pocket, it is totally wrong because in that realm um, of influence, it is possible for you to come into into contact, or, uh, contact with a familiar spirit where you literally prof prophesy money from people's pocket into your pocket. And I'm not saying that God cannot reveal to you how much details of money that lies in the person's pocket. And, or we're just using money as an example. Or how much of a piece of land or lands that a person has and properties that a person has. The prophetic, for example, is a very powerful tool. If people begin to operate in it and begins to expose so much depth, if you're not careful, you will, you will throw everything in this world and, and give it to that man or that woman. Because you begin to see that man like a god, if you are not mm -hmm. careful. You begin to see that man literally like a god. How can somebody be in his house, had a dream early in the morning, woke up and was discussing the dream with her husband. And then you pick a phone from Ghana, you call the person and you tell the person, I, I was in an all night. And in this all night, I saw this and that and that. And the person almost literally drops a phone in America when you're standing in Ghana. Mm. That person, if you say, look, a direction, $20,000. Because when he said, only one did, <laughs> only one discussed. You see, only one discussing, and they are, I personally, how I was brought up in ministry that don't allow me to do any of those things. I would minister and walk away, and people would get blessed. I may not ask for money. I remember I ministered somewhere, and I said, okay, this evening I'm going to raise funds. And I said, um, 100 Ghana City. One guy said, no, 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 no. He thought I'm just going to mention 1,000 because the atmosphere that was prevailing I should have mentioned 1,000. I said, no, it doesn't work like that. It's not about, I'm not taking money for myself. So, men of God can use their discretion. But as to whether it aligns to the will and the purposes of God, it's questionable. That is where it is. A man, and, and you see, sometimes men of God use their discretion. 
through to perform that miracle for the loves that man of God so much but he's in that situation and he just to achieve what he wants to achieve so it is important that you stay with ethical aspects of uh, operations in ministration so that you don't disgrace yourself you don't become questionable you don't become questionable but God honors the counsel of his messengers he brings to pass the word of his servant Isaiah 44 the verse 26 he is the high priest and the apostle of our confession. That is what the Bible says in Hebrews. Great. Any, any, any thoughts? I also want to just share. Any thoughts? Hello, am I, am I, am I on? Yes, yes, go ahead. Yeah, we, like I said, it's my now, name is now um, 830. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. There are times don't think that uh, the congregants are very gullible. Just mm. on the, yeah, you don't think so. Uh, personal experience. My elder brother left a particular denomination to join another simply because at a meeting he was supposed to preach and the senior pastor said with your level of gifting when you enter into a zone like that, just find other ways of raising money. So my elder brother felt that he cannot reduce the gift of God upon his life to just money raising, uh, what we call it, skills or tools. Okay. So seriously, uh, that, that really pulled him off church for some time until he found himself and joined another ministry. Okay? So there are times you may think that people are gullible, but they are not. Discerning ones with the Spirit of God in them can discern truth. So that's where I feel uh, what you were talking about, um, um, a courtesy or whatever. Uh, ethics. Ethics. The, ethics. the ethics as we look at we shouldn't take it for granted. People really are rich. They, they are really smart and discerning. Yeah, um, Prof. Uh, concerning the issue of money, yes, I, uh, I had Prophet. one. Professor, I had one, I had one, uh, one man of God, you know, who shared his own experience concerning the issue of money, and then he um, shared how he would go to crusades. And God, you know, has been using him mightily, doing a lot of healings, deliverances, prophecies, and all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think he had an experience when, when, when he realized poor. that, yeah, he had an experience when he realized that the anointing wasn't at uh, at the level where he, you know he was supposed to function. So he got alarmed, and then he asked God, why? And then God told him that because of money, mm. because of money. Mm. So he was, uh, I don't know exactly what he was doing, but I think maybe he goes and then like, oh, people come, they get healed, and they say that, man of, man of God, take this, take this. 
you know, because I've been healed. Okay, take this money. Mm -hmm. So he said, God told him that when you do that, you are trading the gift. So freely you have given, freely, uh, freely you receive, freely give. Okay. Mm. So I I saw a few mm. videos where he went to crusade and then after uh, healing somebody, the person right there was giving him a, 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 an envelope full of money. And he said, no, 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 I won't take this. I won't take this. All right. So oh, according to what he, oh. what he said was that when the person gets healed and then at that point you take money from them it's more or less like uh, you are they are not giving it to you out of their heart but they are giving it to you because of what you have done so as they want to pay kind of an exchange mm. okay so after the person is healed and then uh later on you know they want to give uh, that's fine but uh, if 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 there is that kind of uh, picture that oh because you did a for me so I'm also giving you know that is kind of a, a trait um, yeah. yeah so that is what I I heard from him so since then he's been very 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 careful even when he goes to a crusade and then uh, instead of people giving to him he tries his best you know. Sometimes he will even outgive, <laughs> outgive uh, the organizers of the crusade. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sound principle when God speaks to you and says, "Guy, this is the way I want you to go." It's very sound principle. Uh, Kelly, are you there? You have some comments. It's eight thirty. It's eight. 35, sorry, we should be wrapping up um, pretty soon if there are no questions. And in fact, if you have any question, you can find my email. I think I emailed everybody. You can find my email. Just shoot me an email and ask me A, B, C, D. Shoot me some words. Let's get uh, engaging. And uh, we see what we can we can do about about what the discussion has been from just a disparate collection of matter. Nothing lifeless, bad experiences where you have people of the other world uh, being considered to be more less and more. And believers can't really speak to issues of uh, nation and health. And the only solution we've had has largely been prayer, abandonment. Uh, let's live here. Let's run to heaven. This world is not my home. <laughs> Through these teachings, you're going to see that this world is truly where you belong. And every experience of yours counts. Do you know that the, the reward that Jesus Christ is receiving in heaven has every connection to do with everything he did here on the earth? This world is a relevant place for us to function. There is no any other place for us to see the fullness of God being God. No, Kelly, we can't hear you. We can't hear you. There is no place that we can see the fullness of God being God than this among us. I'll deal with this much later. I'll deal with this much later. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he walked here bodily, full with God. So God bless you. Uh, we thank God for this evening.
it's been so good. Uh, some of some of our colleagues got disconnected, they got connected back and all. And uh, Sam, I think I'll talk to you uh, thereafter. Maybe I'll talk to David. I need somebody to just take this video, extra the audio out, and shoot it on, on WhatsApp. The, the size may probably be about 40-something MB. 40-something MB. And, and um, once you share it, you send it to me, I'll push it to everybody. And I need somebody to, to, work, to work with us in sending out the bulletin and reaching out to people so that I can conserve my energy a bit and really prepare very, very well for the meetings. Tomorrow is a meeting on School of Prophetic Development. If you are in there, please don't miss it. Because after the teaching, we're going to blast. We're going to pray together. We pray to God. And even now, we just want to pray together. Wherever you are, let me just unmute everybody. Let me just unmute everybody. Let's all just lift our voices and just bless God and thank God for, for this maiden experience. Just uh, let's pray for all the glory. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for all you. Your name be lifted on high. Your name be magnified. I thank you for Tio. Mention your brother's name. Mention your sister's name. Quinette. Um, I'm sure Quinette. Quinette is um, 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 one of our sisters. God bless you. Um, God bless you, Father. We thank you for David. We thank you for Stephen. Samuel. We thank you for Bridget. We thank you for Grace. I break. I bless you for God. I bless you for Sam. God Almighty, your name be glorified. We bless you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now let me just pray over you. Let me just pray over you. Father, thank you. I give you praise. Lord, I rebuke every serpentine attack over anybody's life in this meeting. And that belongs to this group. Lord, every serpentine attack sent to destroy and paralyze, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Lord, and so I pray for my brothers, I pray for my sisters. I pray for Quinette. I pray for Stephen. I pray for Samuel. I pray for uh, Sam. I pray for Bridget. I pray for all the people who could not even join. Those who join and drop out. The Holy Spirit be with them. Lord, my brother from Nigeria who struggled to join and couldn't join. Holy Spirit be with them. Release your power to touch them. Release your power to influence their cause. Father, let the distilled understanding of what has been communicated tonight be brought to them by your spirit that indeed we can truly think it and walk in it and walk Godness. Father, thank you. God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. And so we'll, we'll call it a day, we'll call it a morning, we'll call uh, an evening you're able to make thank you for the honor and don't bother so much about the noise in the background is
I've hijacked their TV. I'm trying to set up a small studio in one of the rooms. So I've started making, <laughs> I've started making preparation for all of that. So maybe latest by, by October, if I'm late at all, before our October event, with so much noise. But God bless you and the Lord favor you. Shoot me a text, shoot me a WhatsApp. Quinette, shoot me. What's up? Let me Okay, I will. I suspect it's one of the sisters from US who is joining us. And maybe she's at work, so she's not able to um, allow her video to run. God bless you and see you too. So, um, if they see next week, 6 30, um, it will be open. Make sure you register. Make sure you share it. You invite somebody. At least two persons in. Thank you so much. We'll see you again. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Sam, we'll talk. David, we'll talk. Thank you. Bridget, God bless you. Bless you, sir. Okay.